good, the bad, the ugly. Welcome to Sustain Nutrition's podcast, Chewing the Fat, where Joe and James will be discussing all things good, bad and ugly regarding training and nutrition. So pull up your pants, put your best foot forward and get ready for some serious oral pleasure. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Joe and James. Sustain Nutrition, Chewing the Fat podcast, episode 69, saucy nine. Joe, what is this iconic numbered podcast? Obviously, because we just had the podcast, Frank has been lying on his new bed and now he's going to try and tear it apart, so you might hear <laughs> tap dancing in the background. Joe, what are we saying? What are we talking about? Hit me. Change your position. Change your mind. No, results. Another <laughs> silky smooth <laughs> transition. My mind was elsewhere. Okay, so this is um, born from a conversation I had a client with a client that I had today and it's something that's so prevalent in the psyche of a lot of people I think isn't it this kind of this formal attitude this feeling that certain food brings so much joy and then restricting them will just make your life so terrible I feel like you've skipped a couple of steps here because you're so keen to get to oh. the, the poignant point but what we're saying is that your mindset around food is often the biggest hindrance people have and then there comes a point when either people think that food is going to make them really happy so they'll say go on holiday or they'll just restrict excessively and then they'll eat far too much and they'll go back into their old habits and they'll continue that or there'll be an event like a trigger event they'll have a bad day lose a job you know something small someone has a go at them and then they will go to food as a way to make themselves feel better and again it will start this cycle of bad habits again or destructive habits I don't have to say good or bad but it will put them back on that path of being off plan and then they will regain weight they've lost or they won't lose any more weight yeah as always we're sustained you know we talk a lot about mindset it's not just calories in versus calories out calorie deficit which is obviously the kind of the key driver to any weight loss but there's so much that has to go in before to get you to consistently create a calorie deficit and that's why the kind of your mindset the language that you use with yourself within your journey will make the all the difference between success and, and you know possibly another failure i think calorie deficit is brilliant when you're motivated because then you've got that desire and that ability to i had a bad day i want some chocolate but i just won't do it and people are great at gritting their teeth and fighting through it but for a really short period of time, normally like a week or two weeks, or maybe even a month. Three, three is usually kind of the real kind of stumbling block that we see with people. As, I, 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 if people get past week one, they might do three weeks. Most people won't do a full week. It's rare I see anyone get 10 out of 10, or they have a week of, of what I class as like perfect eating of nothing off plan. And people don't plan for the bad times. They don't plan for what happens when it's not going right. And they think, oh, well, do you know what? I was really good for two weeks. I just need to get back to that point. And then they spend eight weeks hoping they're going to get back to that point magically. And it just, that's not how things work unless you put the effort in. You know, people are just hoping that this thing, that motivation, a bit like cravings, is just going to come out of thin air. And actually, 
there is rationale and logic and experience and knowledge you could apply to that that's going to really help. So, back to the subjects of the podcast. Back to the story at hand. Back to the subject. Fenton, don't you knock that camera. He's a wild wolf dog. Um, so, let me read part of the message. Obviously, no names will be mentioned. Uh, but I just think it's really important. It's something that, like I said before, we come up against a lot. This idea, um, Fenton's rocking the camera, of, like I said, like a formal, that kind of like you're missing out on something. Like it's going to be, if, if your fat loss journey is a sad, tough, hard journey, then it's probably going to be a short one because you're probably not going to kind of fulfill. And it's just changing the frame of what you see things. Um, but obviously, kind of using this example, you'll be able to see. So, one of my clients had a bowl of soup for lunch and then said, but sadly, I didn't have loads of bread and butter with it. Sounds innocuous enough, doesn't it? Yeah. But I think when you do what we do and you see the ramifications of these actions, or you see the people who do well and the people who struggle, is that you can see loads of these small markers that add up. And this is a massive one um, that you will just see with people who struggle and make the journey harder than it, than it needs to be. So yeah, so my client right there is looking through the frame of, I'm pretty upset that I'm not allowed, or you know, I'm restricted and I can't eat bread and butter, which is what I want to enjoy doing. So I just said to her, can I can't help but pick up on the word sadly, you know, if bread means that much to you, then please feel free to have it. And then I asked her kind of three things that actually truly bring her happiness, because I'm going to guess that the top three things, bread and butter is not involved in there. Yeah, it can be two of the top three things. Yeah, <laughs> bread, one, butter, second. Nah, butter first. <laughs> And then, kind of just to hand back, you know, kind of when we onboard our clients, we get them to fill out quite an in-depth questionnaire because we want to know what makes them tick so we can kind of use, or so, well, basically so we can get to know what motivates them, what their fears are, kind of, and how we can help them best. So this is, one of the questions is kind of, how will you feel if you don't make the changes that you want to make? And she said, um, I'll stay the same or get worse, being unhappy and unconfident at social events, holidays, wishing that I look different. I don't want to wish my life away anymore. I want to be able to live in the moment and enjoy it, not spend the time worrying about my weight or what I look like. Now that is a good answer. Yeah, and that sounds like a pretty sad situation to be in. Far more sad than avoiding bread for your lunch. And it's just that mind frame where she's looking at something where she's going, I really want to have bread, but I can't have it. Sadly, I can't have it. As opposed to- Restriction, restriction, yeah, restriction. As opposed to looking at that meal and going, you know what, I'm going to choose not to have this bread and butter because that's going to take me further away from what I just read and closer to the goal I have, which is ultimately to be happy. Like everyone comes to us and might say, my goal is weight loss. Your ultimate goal is to be happy. And you think that weight loss is part of that journey. So it's just changing that frame from, you know, and it feels totally different when you say it like, oh, I'm really upset. I can't eat bread with my soup. I'm not allowed. Two, I'm going to choose not to eat bread with my soup because it's going to take me closer to my goal. It's, a com- it's exactly the same situation, but it's a completely different view, a completely different position that we're looking at. Just, just attending to the dog. Um, and that, once you look at that, it's such a different journey. And the story I want to share is when we were kids, not me and Joe, because we're very different ages. <laughs> when I was a kid, my mum and dad always wanted to take us on a summer holiday. We always wanted to go on a nice warm summer holiday. But we didn't have a lot of money. So mum used to take on a second job, and then dad would do some extra work as well. So for like months, we had a hallway was full of Thompson directors. Do you remember the Thompson directors? Old school. 
And after school, during the day, mum would do that. She'd deliver those around, you know, literally door to door, lugging these around. After school, we'd go help her. On the weekends, we'd go help her. Now, instead of my mum thinking, this is fucking shit. I hate doing this. My feet are sore. I'm fed up with delivering newspapers, getting back to my dogs and whatever. Her entire focus was, this is going to get me money so I can take my children on holiday and they can have a great time. And it's just that shifting focus. You can be stuck in that as going, this job is fucking shit. Because it sucked. It wasn't fun. You know, and I'm sure... She wasn't, I, actually, she wasn't actually wanting to spend her time, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure I was dragging my heels some days after school or whatever, or on a weekend, not wanting to post, you know, Thompson narratives in the rain. But you can still focus on what it's going to give you. So, you know, avoiding or choosing not to have certain things now or choosing to do certain things like, I really don't want to go to the gym, but I want to have the body of, that I desire. That's going to take you there. Focus on that. Look beyond what you're doing right now. And that's going to take you to a goal. And then, you know what I mean? Then we had 10 days in the sun. Happy days. In a static caravan, sweating. Delightful. <laughs> but those are really happy memories. Not so much living the uh, top stereo. <laughs> yeah, the holidays are right too. But looking beyond what you're doing right now, you're doing something right now for the purpose, and that is a positive. And some people will find this a lot easier than others. So I imagine if you spoke to, say, athletes or highly driven business people, anything like that, they will automatically go to that place, is that their mind will be steadfast on their results, and they will move heaven and earth to get there. And that's cool, but it doesn't probably help you guys. So we need to look at what is within our remit of control and how can you do these things more often. And I think the big thing I, that I see is that you see these brilliant questionnaires or people start so full of gusto and full of you know, desperation to change. And then they forget these things because their goals haven't been consulted or even refreshed. And this is, for me, the thing that people can can control. So part of CBT, or Cognitive Behavioural Therapy, which we've mentioned a few times, is about challenging our kind of immediate thoughts and questioning their validity. So what you'll see is, James's lady there, obviously when she was motivated at the point where she started, she paid her money and filled out a questionnaire, tapped into how bad she was feeling that And it's an amazing answer. Yeah, brilliant, isn't it? It's really super like strong emotional anchor. This is exactly what I want to move away from. Yeah. Brilliant. Fantastic, yeah, much better than, you know, some people will not tell them off, but will request that they fill it out better when it's just like, uh, how do you feel uh, fat and unhappy? Like That could be anyone, couldn't it? Whereas yeah. there's very specific issues that you have at the moment that you want to change. For some like, people it'll be photos, for yeah. people it'll be experiences, for the people it'll be, you know, walking in front of mirrors or whatever it may be. There's something in your life that you're not very happy with and that's what we try to tell Yeah, with my client there, it's very specific to her. Yeah. You know, kind of the situations that she feels awkward in, like, I don't want to feel like this anymore. Mm. God, sorry. It's brilliant, isn't it? That's exactly what you're looking for. But the problem is, is that over the period of days and weeks and months and even years, is people adapt to these things. And it's the thing I said before about nine out of ten people who have a heart attack don't change their habits. Because we just adapt and we get used to how it was. And, the, you know, we can't live our lives in states of being scared and angry and unhappy. Is that this just blends into the background and it's only when it's challenged or assessed that people find these motivational points. You know, people get, you see it a lot, don't you, with guys, they go, I had to suddenly shop at Giacomo and that was it, it was too mm. much. And, you, and if you're gaining weight, you're gonna keep getting these reminders, but if you st get stuck at, say, 18 stone, then you're not gonna have any fresh reminders and so you need to look for them. 
And this is where the CBT stuff is useful. Because the idea is that you daily record your thoughts and you question them. So what this lady should say is, my immediate thought was, bread and butter will make me happy. Do I have any proof that bread and butter makes me happy? Yes, there's some. It gives me pleasure to eat. Now, what proof is there that bread and butter doesn't make me happy? And then you write down all your goals again and you go, fuck me sideways. This isn't a very good trade-off. So then Five you, minutes of pleasure for 24 hours of pain. And that would be the, 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 the thought reframe. I think in the moment that bread and butter is going to make me happy, but the truth is it's actually taken me further from goals that are really, really important to me. And I've discussed this with quite a few of my clients and sent out forms and whatnot for them to fill out. And the issue is people just don't take the time to reassess their goals, in all honesty, and that you need to be willing to put in two to five minutes a day where you go through these things. And then each day you will A, be motivated that day because you're remembering these things, it's going to help you act that day. And I don't know if I gave a number or a letter, but number two, yeah. <laughs> B, it's going to ingrain over a period of time and that, that that lag where, you know, you go, I want bread and butter, that initially you're going to have to spend a long period of time fighting that to go, oh, I don't really want it, I want this. Oh, I really do want bread and butter. And you have that back and forth. Whereas if you work on this over a period of time, it will become much more automatic and you'll be able to avoid these things. And that is how you change your mindset ultimately. And that's what people don't do is, they just think about their goals and they read them written down, or they read a written goal somewhere. Most people don't do that, let's be fair. They just hope they're gonna magically hold on to these sad memories. And actually, you do need to write them down. In my experience, having it written and you putting, it into, writing it, putting yeah. it into paper or electronically makes a massive difference. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and this is kind of one of the techniques that I use with my clients is kind of say, how are you gonna remind yourself of kind of just how important these goals are? Has he pulled it out? He's done it, yeah. God, I've got to find a new bed and he's pulled it apart already. Um, how can you remind yourself? Is that going to be, like Joe said, kind of writing those goals down? Is it going to be saying them out loud in a mirror? Is it going to be writing them down and putting them somewhere that you see every single morning? You know, like on a mirror. Is it going to be a voice note? Is it going to be a video to yourself that you can play and say, do you really want to make these choices? These choices are keeping you feeling like X, Y, and Z. Is that something you want to do? All these things will work, but if you don't keep your goal omnipresent, yeah, I think so. Big word. Then you're gonna forget it, and you're gonna focus on the, all these things that you feel you're missing out on. But it's all these things that you feel you're missing out on that have probably got you into so much pain that you're either investing yourself in by listening to these podcasts, or even invested in your pain us to help you. Absolutely, I think it's hard, and I can see why people don't do it because it makes you feel like shit sometimes. But the problem you've got is that lady whose questionnaire you read or in any number of questionnaires that we've worked with before, people are sad for like decades. Mm. And it's when you dig and scratch at that a little bit, you can see there's some real pain that people have just gotten used to. And yeah, you don't wake up every day thinking my life's so shit, but it could be better for a lot of our clients or especially people when they first start is there improvements that could be made? No one has ever lost weight, in my experience with me, and said, do you know what, this hasn't been as good as I thought. People always go, this is brilliant, I'm so much happier now, thank you. And in honesty, it's because a lot of the time, Lisa Riley said this in her book, which I read, is that she basically just told herself she was happy because she didn't wanna look at the flip side mm. of that. And it's only when she did was that she was able to change because she embraced kind of how crap it was. And do you know what? If you're 10 stone overweight and you're absolutely happy, then that's cool. That is absolutely brilliant, isn't it? You know, I wish 
more people are able to do that. We're here to help the people who aren't happy as they are, which is quite a lot of people. Yeah, and again, as just says, it can feel shit, and you can feel like you've got a million miles to go. You know, it could be feel like you're on the start line of a marathon, but every single step you take forward is a positive. So yes, you might feel shit right now, and you might be starting, you know, on a diet plan. You might be starting with us next Monday. And that is as bad as it's going to get. If you stick to kind of what you want to happen, if you stick to, you know, changing your mind frame and changing your mindset and changing your skill set, then this is as bad as it's ever going to be. And it's only going to get better and better and better the further down you go. Like I said, you know, the kind of cheesy phrase of a, a journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. Just keep on pointing one foot in front of the other. Yes, you might be, you know, not near a thousand miles, but you're on your way. You know, you're moving away from where you were to get to where you want to be. It's probably an important caveat here is that bread and butter, a single slice with your soup, isn't going to make you fat. But it's this. It's the so, mind, it was more the mindset yeah, I wanted to pick up. I think it's, but it's the accumulation of these things, isn't it? It's very easy for people to say, this bit won't hurt, or I, I can have this and get away with it. I'm still in a calorie deficit. These are all things we hear, and often from people who've large amounts of weight to lose mm. because the, the little things do add up. And like you say, it's that mindset of, the food makes me happy, the food is a solution, I need this, or I, you know, without this my life's gonna suffer, and that's what we need to challenge. And I, my concern is someone's gonna extrapolate it and say, slice of bread, that doesn't make a difference. Well, no, of course it doesn't. But if no, every the, time you're sad, you're not in the food, grand scheme of things. If you think food is gonna fix your problems, then I will disagree. Or if every <laughs> kind of high calorie choice that you've made along your journey to get to where you are right, right now, and you think, I'm gonna be sad, you know, we get those people who just go like, I'm so sad, you know, I hate my body, I don't want to be pictured with my kids, I don't want to go swimming with them, I don't want to do X, Y, and Z. All these things are causing this massive amount of pain in this person's life. And they go like, but I absolutely love chocolate. It brings me so much happiness. It brings me so much pleasure. You know, drinking three bottles of wine a week and having two Chinese takeaways a week brings me so much pleasure. I don't want to change this. This has to be sustainable. Like, something's got to give. Yeah. Something has got to give. And it's that... Would your life really be so negative if you didn't have two Chinese takeaways a week? No. Not compared to the pain that you're probably feeling right now because of how your physique is, because of how your health is, because of how your energy levels are. And this is where, sorry, you can no, no, you're good. that people have to challenge those assumptions and you can only do this by actually doing it, is that you don't have to give up bread, alcohol, Chinese takeaways for life right now. You've just got to do one day and then you can assess from hindsight. Yeah. One of the things I really like doing is someone eats a load of crap and they weigh in and they're heavier and that's the point that you can say okay looking back now is there anything you tweak and it's so much easier to assess in hindsight in the cold light of day when you've seen the impact of your results you know, if you get me on a Saturday night and I'm out with my mates and I'm not drinking and you say is it worth you not drinking in that exact moment it's probably not because that's the shit point but it's afterwards when you've lost weight or afterwards when you've had a night without drinking that you found quite hard was it worth it of course it was you know it was that was the pleasure gained, and this is another thing to go back to, is that feeling of restriction is the next day it's a feeling of smugness and a feeling yeah, of achievement. And that feeling lasts forever because forever you have successfully overcome an obstacle. Whereas the pleasure that you've got lasts the time it takes for you to masticate and swallow a bit of bread. <laughs> so you're looking at it as like one instant in time versus infinity. And I know that you're not gonna forever be glad that you didn't have that bread. But I bet if you lost weight and kept it off, you'd be happy of all those decisions. And yeah, that's, that's and I, I guarantee like today, 
the fact that you didn't have bread yesterday has had zero negative impact on your life. And that's one of those questions that we ask our clients when they'll say, I, well, you know, again, they'll say like, I resisted having, you know, cake with my coffee or whatever. Um, and I'll say, well, did you resist it or did you choose not to have it? You chose not to have it. It's much more positive um, kind of framing of, of words and mindset. And then you say, okay, any regrets of you not eating that cake yesterday? No, I feel really good for it. Okay, how do you think you'd feel if you ate that cake yesterday? I'd probably regret it. So there you have some very clear evidence. And we've talked about this before in a few of the podcasts. You have that evidence that actually challenging your own beliefs where you would have had, I have to have cake with my coffee with my friends so they'll think I'm weird. You've challenged that belief and you actually feel better for doing it. And then say one time you go out and you go, I'm not going to have cake with my friends. You have cake? Okay, how do you feel? Oh, I really regret it. Okay, now you've got some very clear evidence that actually that belief, again, is still not true. So you're building up this mountain of evidence that's just going to be sky high. Actually, what I thought was true, what I thought brought me happiness, actually brings me sadness, you know, fills me full of regret. And challenging that and doing the exact opposite of what I thought brings me happy actually makes me happy. It's such a powerful thing. And these are things that you can note down. It does take time, and that's the thing, isn't it? Is that it's a it's, skill set that you have to learn. And the, the more you do it, then it will become a skill. It's not a skill within the first three months, I no. would say, because it's so easy to go back to how you were, you know, on the on the, the turn of a uh, turn of a cookie, flip of a coin, or on a, on a, on a cookie on a knife edge, because it's it's just so easy to go back into to those foods and to have those triggers and to go, oh yeah, this stuff is really good. It does make me happy even though you've got this mountain of evidence and it does take a lot of effort to persevere with that. Fenton is destroying this bed. That's it, I'm not buying you another bed. So that's it. Look at anything that you think is negative. I want you to look at, are you doing it for a positive reason? Are you, is this gonna lead you closer to your, basically to your happiness, to what you wanna be? So that's workouts, that's food choices, that's you know going to bed early, that's you know building these good habits, all those things. And then, again, you know, from Joe's piece of advice is constantly review your goals, constantly read them, constantly write them, keep that focus, because that's going to help, you know, I always say kind of motivation needs clarity. If you're writing your goals down every single day, you have that clarity. Good? Yes. Right, guys, thank you very much for listening. As always, Fenton is 100% destroyed his bed. So he's going to sleep on the floor. Definitely, everyone. If you have any questions or need any help, then just reach out, drop us a message, and we will get back to you personally and see how we can help you. Yes. Right. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Thanks, Eddie.